This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the fire What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host covering everything sport, international, local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com or even our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority. It's a great show coming up today, so make sure you're tuned in the whole way through because we've got a UAE Muay Thai champion, a world champion in kickboxing, a certified coach and a certified referee joining the show. Haytham al Zarauni is joining the show today. And you know what? Something I really like about today's show is getting a perspective from an athlete is one thing, but getting a perspective from a referee who is an athlete is another thing when you can't coach anymore. So I'm going to pick his brain on that. His journey is quite remarkable in the sense of how he came from Sharjah to the world stage to be able to develop and enhance a lot of athletes, both on the athletic stage, on the coach stage, and also as a referee. I'm also going to pick his brain on the power of mindset and also being a family man himself, how he uses um, his beautiful daughter to reset his own journey, which is incredible. So make sure you tune in on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire then! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. It's with great pleasure today I introduce someone who I respect in the industry, a black belt in kickboxing, a certified coach, a certified referee, a UAE Muay Thai champion and a world champion kickboxing. Hey, Tamazaroni, welcome to the show. Thank you a lot, Mr. Omar. It's my pleasure to be on your show here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great to have you. Now, hey, Tam, when I was looking through Mashallah, your profile um, is, is, is very, very worthy of being on the show and more. And one of the things I was very interested in was your journey. Uh, when did it start for you? Uh, my journey started uh, in 2004, to be honest, which was from 16 years ago. And at that time I was only 14 years old. And I decided to go through sport because of my big brother, Khaled, who was working out at that time. And he took me one time only to the gym. And I was asking him, just take me with you, take me with you. And he was afraid to be involved in that part, which he didn't like it that much. I don't know why. But when I go from the first day, I put in my mind, like, I will go by myself one day and do something special over there. So it was in 2004. Yeah. Nice, mashallah. Where, where did you grow up, uh, Haytham? Uh, I grew up in a lovely area, Sharjah, called Halwan, which I met amazing friends who they are still with me till now. I used to walk from that area to the gym that's located in the, in the serial area, yes. the closest in the serial area to us. Yes. So from there, 
I met older and experienced people who they helped me to get the knowledge of being a champion in the sport industry. Amazing. It must be something very proud to be growing up in Sharjah and to be able to go on the world stage. Did traveling help you develop your training? For sure, for sure. Traveling helped me to develop my training by meeting new people who they love their lives to reach their goals without complaining about what they are facing and difficulties and kind of difficulties in their careers such as training with them in camps or even for a few days to get experience of being with people who they share same of your goals but having different mindset from yours since they had different lifestyle and communities such as develop my techniques and learn new ways to win battles and go back with the new fight style yeah and i and i love the fact that you still have the same friends that you grew up with in Sharjah and to be able to go on the world stage and take them with you it must be something you're proud of i'm really proud of that but to be honest with you i don't tell them that i go for for fight i i just i just let them know after i finish the fight because i i don't like to put in my mind that somebody is waiting at the stage or somebody is sitting over there and asking me to do something that's not me for example he will ask me do this kind of punch but no just leave me alone after i finish i will let you know if i win or lose <laughs> <laughs> that's good do you manage to almost focus and block out any outside interference normally when you're training yeah yes kind of yeah most of that I do that's, that. That's excellent. And it's something that of course here, you know, at Pulse 95, we're always looking at the different mindsets of champions. What's nice about your story is that you're you're one of us and we're one of you. You know, we're all one in charge and we're able to kind of see someone grow since obviously as you said uh, that long ago when you started with your brother. Um it's something that I'm very interested in. Coming up next, I'm going to be talking to Haytham Azaroun about the power of mindset and what it takes to become I'm a champion on the only place to be at 3 the halftime show on Pulse 95 This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri Oh he loves the fire and what a goal This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95 Nice strike Welcome back to the halftime show with Omar Duri. I am your host coming everything sport international local. Today has a local and the international feel to it because the person that I'm speaking to has a feel of home which is Sharjah but at the same time on the world stage which is international and that's Haytham Azaroun. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. Thank you. Haytham that one of the things I I obsess about when it comes down to different athletes from all around the world is the power of the mindset. Now the power of the mindset is something we talk about a lot on the show and i like to get as much as possible from the champions like yourself how important has it been for you to use the mixed martial arts mindset in everyday life it's really important to be honest because of if you are lucky be sure that martial arts will make you more humble in your life on other hand it's going to build or increase your confidence by knowing your limits For example, if you were in a situation that bothered you, you will be more controlled person than others because as I mentioned, you know that your limits and you know your skills and you know also how can be badly affected if you use it in a wrong way. 
yeah, yeah, absolutely. And with those, it takes a certain character, Dorhaitam. You know, I need to give you a bit more credit. When you become a world champion, you obviously faced a lot of losses to be able to win. When you reach those losses, what goes through your mind to take it to the next level? Uh, first question is why I lost. What 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 I did wrong in that situation? Is my strong is fine. My like my stamina is good. But what I did wrong? That's what moved me to be a referee in the future. And I will I will I will go through it later. No, that's that's so interesting. And I and I want to touch on that later. But before we do that, you mentioned the word humble. Now sometimes in sports, we are always watching the winners. We don't necessarily realize what it took to become a winner and when you said humble for me that made me think of so many things regarding you know the roller coaster we go on as as athletes as coaches tell me more about your your learning process when you lose and you go away and you ask why you lost what then goes through your mind to fix it do you change something like your training or your nutrition or your rest how do you do that Sure, for sure. I, I go back through the fight. I, I love always to see my fights again and again. Uh, from the day, like first day after I finished the fight, if I lose, I just go through the video. I see what I did wrong in that case and I work on it directly. For example, if my defense that day wasn't good, I just focus on defense to make it perfect for the next time. Such as if my stamina I go, like, go for the third round, in a bad way, I just focus on that stamina. If I got, for example, a uh, kind of kick and it, it uh, didn't help me to continue my round, I just try my heart to go to the hospital directly and fix that situation. Then I go back. This is what, what kind of thing that I do at usual. That's excellent. That's, and again, it's so interesting to hear uh, the importance of mindset. And something here in the UAE, which is resurfacing with men and women, but especially men, is mental health and starting to open up about it. How important is it as an ambassador like yourself uh, to be able to support this cause? Mindset is something very, very important. You have to reset your mindset, to be honest, all the time. Like when you go through like fights, it's ask or necessary to have kind of mindset to continue the rounds in the end because you will be under pressure which is with a person who doesn't want to win only you want to kill you in the end of the day like he, he, he work hard as much as yours but uh, to reset your mind is the most important thing for me to reset my mind it's about kids I love being with kids, especially my daughter. Maria is something can reset my mind all the time. Sometimes I forget myself and being like her, acting like her. She is just two years old, but it's, it's something reset your mind. And before even I had her, I used to be with my nephews, who they, uh, I'm sure that they learn how to fight by playing with them all the time. You know, so, that's so interesting. I'm very interested. I was going to ask you, you know, actually, yeah. you got the question perfect because I was going to ask you, how do you reset your mind every day with Maria, um, who, by the way, my wife is also called Maria. So it's a, it's a nice. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> with Maria, um, when you when you spend time with with your daughter and everything, does that completely allow you to just reset everything in your head? and just focus on the family and then go back to competition? Or how do you do that normally? 
to be honest, like when I take her with me, uh, I stay with her for, first of all and forget everything about training, about fighting, about mixed martial arts. I forget everything. But when I have my friends or I have uh, trainees that I, I have to coaching them, she's with us. Most of the time, she's playing around with us and she like what we do. To be honest, I have a lot of people who they are starting, like when they start kicking on a punching bag, they're hearing her laughing all the time. And they say, coach, what is happening here? Like when I kick the punching bag, she starts laughing. I, I told them like one of them, I told them you have to break your legs. Then she was stop laughing because she loved this kind of thing. She <laughs> see it every day in my house and in our gym. <laughs> do, you, do you think, uh... Uh, Nathan, do you think that she might follow your footsteps and become a champion or will you say, Maria, no, I don't want you to go through what I go through. How, how would that happen for you? She has to. She really? has to go through that. Yeah, she has to go through that <laughs> because from now she loves it. Okay, yes. and I, I start teaching her, even if she is two years old, I start teaching her and most of our videos, I like to capture the way that when she moves her hand, like if she's doing jab and cross as a boxing. I captured this picture and I sent it to her mother. I say, look, your daughter is actually an ex-champion. You know, it's not a good idea. I said, no, she is by herself. I don't tell her that I captured that video. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's amazing. It's nice also that I think maybe your teammates and your fellow fighters and your gym, when they see her in the um, dojo with you or in the gym with you, they must feel a sense of happiness as well. That's true. Amazing, amazing. That made me happy. Hey, Tamam, look at me. I'm smiling ear to ear already. <laughs> I do. We need, to, uh, we need to talk about something else coming up after the break. I'm going to talk to Hey, Tamam, about um, being a certified coach and a referee. Now, not many people do both. And this is why I'm very interested to pick his brain on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Paduri on Pulse95. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. What a show I've had for you today. It's, it's an honor to have this gentleman on the show. Uh, Haytham Azaruni is on the show and he's someone that, um, you know, not only is a world champion, but also is a family man, as we discovered on the show. And if you're just tuning in, you can catch us on the podcast on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud and Rami. Just type in the Halftime Show with Omar Duri and you can catch his interview. Very, very interesting insight on the power of mindset in mixed martial arts, but also as a family man. And one of the things I wanted to pick his brain on, let's say, for example, in football, most footballers don't become referees. No one wants to do it. This gentleman here is not only a certified coach, but a certified referee. Hate them. In other sports, people just say, no, I don't want to get involved in refereeing. But does being qualified as a referee help you understand the sport better as a specialist and vice versa? Yeah. Be honest with you, I joined my first referees program to answer the question why I lost my fight, even by being better than him. So I wanted to know all the details of points, especially the points, and how the referees think, such as the judges around the ring, to win my future fight. Not only by being strong, but also by being smart and focus on what referees want to see. 
So to answer your question, yes, being qualified helped me to understand the sport better as a referee. Yeah. Because many referees, if you go back, I'm talking about my sport, if you go back to their background, you will find out like uh, they are not doing this kind of sport before. And some of them, they are totally out of sport, but they like to be involved in that, this kind of programs and be a referee in the end. But in my case, because I'm a fighter in the beginning of the day, it's helped me a lot as an advantage. Uh, I would be a referee, yeah, which helped me to feel like, feel more about other fighters if, in the ring, especially if they felt something wrong, if they got fined or kicked. I know it's a real fine and I have to break, I have to stop this fight or I have to have a break for him. Also, on the other hand, I know who's cheating in the fight, in the ring. Because, for example, if he wants to risk and he doesn't have that much good stamina, he would start throwing, for example, his mouth guard to let me break that fight. But I will know because I'm a fighter at the end of the day. But my situation about fighting is uh, by being a referee in the ring. Also, sometimes I see that something that it's not that much good from the fighter and I want to tell him. Like, don't do this. Ah, you want to coach that. him. But, yeah, but I cannot because I'm a referee. It's not allowed. <laughs> That's so interesting. You know, I, I never thought of that. There's a few things you said there which I really like. One thing is the fact that you're refereeing, but you're still an active athlete allows you to use that to your advantage to study certain things. And also, because you're um, an athlete and a referee, you understand when someone is using tactics for those people who are listening who aren't aware of the sport or even some of the things as um, Captain Haytham was saying when they spit their mouth guard out it's to kind of waste more time to get their energy back and so he understands exactly the scope of how to say this person is wasting time this person is tired but also really really interesting which I've never heard before when you want to actually coach them <laughs> but you can't. Yeah, but in the ring, I cannot do anything. It's not allowed. So, yeah. because because I can see they are, for example, amateur, but they do something wrong. And if somebody did something good, I also am not allowed as a reflex to tell him like you did something wrong. And yeah. I, I like I sometimes I feel like to do a high five with him, but <laughs> I cannot. I'm roughly I'm roughly today. <laughs> so, do you ever speak to the fighters um, after after the fight is done? Do you ever speak? Yeah, to them? yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Talking like, but first of all, I have to talk with their coaches. Okay. As a referee, yes. uh, the coaches must be there also. And at the end of the day, he finished his fight. For example, he got the, the golden medal. It's a yes. good thing. I will say, I'm a pro congregation and everything. But sometime, if he did something wrong, I went to him and say, hi, coach. I said, no, not, not today. I'm referee. But yeah. if he did something wrong, you have to focus on that. Okay. <laughs> no, that's, that's so interesting. I, I feel like if I was in the ring and you were my referee, and let's say, for example, I won or I lost. I feel if you approached me and said, by the way, Omar, listen, when you were uh, throwing your cross, your left hand dropped a little bit. I feel I would want to take notes. You know, I'd be like, okay, listen, that's great. Yeah. Uh, what else? Yeah. But it also, it builds a relationship with the fighters. Sure, sure. I always take like a picture with them, to be honest. Right? Yeah. Always. After the fight, I'm a referee or coach or even a champion. I like to, to take pictures with them and keep it for memory. I really stay with them all relationship because in the end of the day, this is what will stay with you, not yeah. the ring, the yeah. people who they are with you at that ring. Yes, absolutely. I have, I have also something else now that asking you this question, it put a light bulb in my head. 
has there been a time where you've refereed the fighter and then you've had to fight against him later? I cannot remember. Maybe one of them. Uh, no, no, not really, not really, no. Okay. Didn't happen with me, no. Okay, you see, you're giving me all these yeah, ideas. Yeah, I can see, but I train with them, yeah. So one okay. day, one time, one time I was in Jordan as a referee also. I was in Jordan and uh, I was in their fights and two people, they are really, really good champions from Jordan. And uh, I was a referee in their fight. After one day, I went to their club working out with them. They say, yesterday you were a referee and I lost. I say, yeah, you lost because you were not good. It's not my point, but come with spar with me and I will show you your point, which bad was bad in the ring. Yeah. And we had a sparring after the fight. Yeah. So it's kind of thing, but I didn't like fight with them. Yeah. I think it's also nice that you continue to learn and you continue to educate. Now, this is another thing, the last thing, a point before we take a break. Being an, an, a world champion as an athlete, being a certified ref and being a certified coach, which one do you prefer in which order? <laughs> Properly athlete, being a champion, being an athlete, because everything is about him. Referee is there for his safety, coach is there to let him be a better fighter. So it's all about him. And at the end of the day, such as being an athlete means that you will stay young forever and by practicing your sport every day and chasing your, your dreams that never end. But that doesn't mean that I don't love being coach because I love to see my results and people yes. who I teach and see myself and them also. Such as make them reach their goals by taking the shortcut. It's not like me, for example, take, try this. If it is good, I stay with it. If it's not, I change it. But I, I just give them the brief that to, to make it short for them. As a referee, yeah, I love it. But as I told you, I cannot tell the fighters what they have to do in the ring. Mm. This kind it, of thing, yeah. it, It's so interesting, the three different perspectives. The athlete, the referee, the coach, there's so many different things that, you know, it's it's not often common in the sports world. You know, being in sports, obviously, for over 15 years, I've seen a lot of athletes, I've seen a lot of coaches, a lot of referees, but having them all in one, that's very interesting. I salute you, my brother. That That's so impressive. Um, coming up next, we talk to Haytham about his message to the youth, how we can follow him, and what his goals are after COVID-19. On the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. On Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the fire and This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show. If you're just tuning in, where have you been? It's been a great show. I'm delighted to have my guest, Haytham Azaruni, on the show. And not only that, he's given us very, very interesting insight on being an athlete, being a ref, being a coach, being a father as well. So it's a lot of different things I like here. One of the things that came to mind as we were taking this break was the youth now growing up in this generation uh, hate them is something that you know uh, I know I'm sure as a professional you feel responsible for um, what would you like to see more of in our society uh, with our youth 
I would love to see more of self-motivated in our youth people. And don't depend on being around people who they love what they are doing to be successful. I say that because in my case, I used to hide from my mom, for example, that I'm going to fight most of the time. Because she simply didn't like what I'm doing. And she didn't like, like fighting and this kind of stuff. So it was all about stop what I'm doing. She's asking me all the time, stop what you are doing, you're coming with a break nose, you are coming with a lot of pains. So stop doing what you are doing. So, but I put in my mind that in the end of the day, I will do what I do, but I will change the idea in her mind, like till I become as a coach or a referee or a champion and then and people will ask her if, if that person is your son. This is what I put in my mind. So what I'm asking them just have self-motivated. Don't ask yourself to go with somebody to the gym. And if he didn't go, he will not go. Don't ask yourself like, okay, I will find a partner to go to the uh, to, to the bring with. Maybe that partner will go somewhere else. Maybe he will fight you in the end of the championship. Mm -hmm. So depend on yourself as self-motivated about, for example, if we talk about the school, uh, also the, the society, just uh, it's not about uh, being in fighting sports, it's about uh, valiance and uh, about uh, dangerous. Because most of coaches, if they are good coaches, they will teach your kids ethics, first of all, before even the simple and basic techniques. They will teach you the ethics, and this is what the parents are looking for, ethics in their kids. And if we talk about the school, they are doing a good job now. Uh, like most, uh, not most, some of the schools teaching the kids and giving them classes of martial arts and this kind of things. If, I, if it was for me and for now, I would not ask for anything else. But see, that's again, I think also you set the you set the trail for people to be able to open their mind because you said that um, your mother, for example, you know, obviously for health and safety, every mother, and now you, obviously you're a parent, you understand as well, health and safety for the kids. But what I like is, um, how did you get away from still doing what you love and trying to change the thought process on mixed martial arts here in the UAE, here in Sharjah? I, for example, if I put in my mind that I will go for a champion, as I mentioned, I didn't play, I don't tell my friends even. And like when I finish that championship, if I won or lose, or lose, I, I give them the feedback. And from their side, they just publish it. Look, Haytham won that fight. Look, he became a coach. He, he became a referee. This is something that like, they became proud of and they publish it. And this is what changed the, the mindset of the society or the people who they are around me. So that's what yeah. I did. That's really interesting. Also, I really like the message you said in terms of the youth. I think being accountable, being responsible for your own training and just being self-motivated. It's nice to see someone, you know, out of Sharjah, out of the UAE, encouraging schools and society to be able to hold yourself accountable, be responsible for that. Now, obviously, in, in, in 2019, 2020, we were hit with COVID-19. I don't like to spend too much time talking about it because I think everyone's already spoken about it. But yeah. one thing I want to say after this now, do you have any goals for the rest of 2020? For sure, because COVID-19 stopped a lot of people of continuing their goals. But at the same time, it's helped some of them to refresh their goals and future targets. In my case, I would love to continue doing what I love by going back for training with other champions 
to get ready for future competitions, such as coaching people without corona headache and restricted. This is kind of things that I will, I would love to go back after COVID-19. Inshallah, inshallah you do. And we, I know you normally like to go, focus and come back, but inshallah, hopefully when the studios are open, we'll have you back in the halftime show telling us about your new championship in the rest of the 2020. I hope so, inshallah. We, we pray for you. Before I let you go, Haytham, I need to thank you for taking the time out to speak to us. Uh, you've been a, a wonderful guest on the show. Where can um, our followers follow you? Where can we find out about your information? And how can we stay tuned to your news? You can follow me on most of popular social media websites like Instagram. I love Instagram. My account is Haytham.Alzaruni. Or Facebook, also I have similar account, Haytham.Alzaruni, but I put number one. I don't know who took Haytham.Alzaruni account name. <laughs> yeah, like, it's Whoever my name. Took, but I, <laughs> whoever took Haytham Alzaruni number one, contact us on the halftime show. You don't know he's a champion. I would not take his name. <laughs> <laughs> I have to find out. That is my, maybe he wants to sell it to me later. <laughs> Such as my YouTube channel, which I try to get more free time to work on it. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Haytham, again, it's been a, it's an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much for taking time to speak to us. Uh, remember, guys, you can catch us every Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, 3 to 4 on Pulse95. The halftime show has now reached full time. It is over. Remember, you can catch the podcast. We will link um, Haytham's uh, profile as well to the podcast so you can follow him as well uh, on the halftime show. Haytham, it's been an honor. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.